This audio is brought to you by Muslim Central. Please consider donating to help cover our running costs and future projects by visiting www.muslimcentral.com forward slash donate. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim, alhamdulillahi wa ahdahu wa sallallahu wa sallama wa baraka ala man la nabiya ba'dahu wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, all his companions and all his family members. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless them all and bless every single one of us. Brothers and sisters, in life we have many plans. We think things, we have dreams and we want to achieve so much in life. And this is the norm of a human being because as you are young and you become of understanding age, the first thing that happens is you start becoming conscious of the opposite sex and you want to get married. So people start planning, subhanAllah, I'd like to achieve this, I'd like to achieve that. And others, by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, driven by their iman, would like to achieve other things. Sometimes you have a person saying, I want to learn the Quran, I want to do this, I want to understand what Allah is saying, and I'd like to excel in this and in that and so on. But ultimately at some point, we have those plans of ours growing so big and they become so deep and they actually go beyond our date of death. This is something that happens. It's explained by Rasulullah where he drew a rectangle and he drew a line from one side of the rectangle going up to the other and crossing even outside the rectangle. And then he drew little lines inside the rectangle and when he explained to the Sahaba what that was, he said very beautifully that this is the life of man. The rectangle depicts the life. So this is the, the life of a human being. And the line that is crossing through are his hopes, his aspirations, what he wants to achieve. It goes well beyond the rectangle. And inside there are certain obstacles that come. And this, inshallah, is what we would like to talk about today. So what this means is everything you plan, firstly should be within the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It should not be in the disobedience of Allah. But at the same time, we should understand that there is something known as predestiny. Predestiny or something known as qadr or taqdeer. It is so beautiful that Allah has given us a way out. A way out of when we do not achieve things or even when we do achieve things. How to focus it, how to relate it, how to go about it. Should we become depressed if something I desperately wanted in my life, I cannot achieve or have not achieved? Or as I believed that life was just becoming better, a huge disaster occurred and everything went wrong for me. Perhaps I suffered loss in business, perhaps I, perhaps I suffered the loss of a family member and so on. All this can happen and literally in our language, it can knock your plan completely out of course. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has favored us by making the belief in predestiny something compulsory and obligatory upon anyone who claims to be a believer. So if you claim to be a believer in Allah, part of that belief is that you surrender to the fact that everything has been predestined but... Allah has given me certain powers and abilities to fulfill that which is in my capacity, leaving the rest in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So for example, I have a hope of one day graduating 
not my own hope, but I'm saying, for example, a person has a hope of one day graduating perhaps in pharmacy or whatever else it is, and then perhaps getting a job and perhaps earning a salary, and perhaps, and this is such a powerful plan that in their minds it is very easily achievable. If they were to sit at home and say, I'm planning to become a pharmacist, so if it is in my predestiny, then this will happen, and if not, it won't, then they should know that it was in their predestiny not to become the pharmacist because of their laziness. This is what it is. We need to know this. So nobody can say, I'm lazy and I'm sitting back because I learned about predestiny. Every cent that is for you will get to you before you die. That's what I learned. So if I sit back at home, the scent will still come. If I go out to work, the scent will still come. That is the wrong perception of predestiny. Because then it would have been written that your wrong perception of predestiny, coupled with your laziness, would have minimized the number of pennies coming in your direction. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. In a nutshell, the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam speaks of a believer. We've spoken of this hadith in the past, but today I want to concentrate on one aspect of it. He says, Al-mu'minul qawiyyu khayrun wa ahabba ila Allahi min al-mu'min al-da'if. The stronger believer is far better and more loved by Allah than the one who is weak. And this is in two senses. One is, in belief, you are stronger. And two is, even physically, you are concerned about your health and the fact that you have good health enough to be able to obey Allah's instructions and go out to achieve what you believe is beneficial for you. So then the hadith continues to say, وَفِي كُلِّ خير. There is goodness in all. There is goodness in both parties, in all parties. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us that we can let the good in us override the bad. And may He help us so that we can become people who are known as better. Because in the same way everyone has good, shaitan tries with every single person. So sometimes the bad comes to fall. And sometimes the bad overtakes us and we become known as an evil person. Not because we are actually evil, but because we've allowed the devil who is evil to overtake us for a moment. May Allah protect us from shaitan. Ameen. Then the hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says, Ihris ala ma Work hard to achieve that which is beneficial for you. That is part of completion of the plan of predestiny. It's part of the completion of that plan. Allah has kept a plan known as predestiny and He has made it necessary for us to believe that He is in charge. He is in control. Today I am sitting here because of two things. Because Allah chose that I will be sitting here. That I agree. And Allah gave me the ability to come here and I did something about it and utilize that ability to make an effort to get here so I am seated here. Allahu Akbar. So these two together complete that circle and this is how we will understand predestiny like we say foolish is he who thinks right today is Jum'ah if it is this time for me to be there someone will come and carry me from here and they will take me there and I'm going to be seated in the middle some people actually think that this is an insult to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah says we gave you the energy the capacity the mind the brain the, the ability you need to make an effort then whether you actually get here or not it's our decision so some people might get up early in the morning, may Allah protect us, they suffer some form of a loss on the path, either an accident or something else, and they happen not to make it here, but they tried. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness. So the trial is our duty. 
But the ultimate plan is that of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He will choose whether, He will choose whether to allow the plan that we have made to succeed exactly as we've made it, better than we've made it, or not to succeed. That's the choice of Allah. Some people plan, for example, to go to go somewhere and to achieve maybe business of a thousand dollars. And when they go there, they work so hard that they achieve business of five thousand dollars. That was beyond their plan. But that trial, it was Allah who said, listen, my worshiper, I want you to know I am in charge and in control. I'm going to give you more than you want. Here it is. But the same Allah says, when you try and you know your capacity, we can actually clip your wings in a way that you will suffer a loss of a thousand instead of a profit of a thousand. This is all mentioned in the Quran. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Al-Hadid so beautifully. لِكَيْ لَا تَأْسَوْ عَلَى مَا فَاتَكُمْ وَلَا تَفْرَحُوا بِمَا آتَاكُمْ وَاللَّهُ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَالٍ فَخُورٍ The reason why we have chosen this plan of predestiny is so that you do not become too sad when you lose something. When something has missed you, you do not become too sad because you know, I tried my best, this was the plan of Allah, I surrendered to it. And then Allah says, and you do not become too haughty and arrogant when you achieve something because you relate it to Allah. Today people get things and they say, look, I worked hard, I did this, it's my brain, my this, my... That was what Qarun said, it is in the Quran. And Allah makes mention of it very clearly, that that man was punished because he removed Allah from the equation, subhanahu wa ta'ala. But with us, when you achieve a lot, we have to humble ourselves, bring ourselves to the ground and say, Ya Allah, it's not from me. You gave me the energy in the first place to work in this direction. Had that not been the case today, I would have been nothing. So even the brain we have, who gave it to us? The capacity we have, the wit we have. Some people are shrewd business people. Where did they get all that from? Subhanallah. May Allah help us to utilize that mind in a way that we can earn halal with barakah and blessings. So this is a beautiful example and a verse of Surah Al-Hadid where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us when you get something, you have top results at school, all A's, mashallah. Or you have something, uh, you know, you are the top of your company, you have really achieved so much. Don't ever remove Allah from the equation. In fact, the equation is only made up of Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because whatever you have, remember, from the point before birth, Allah was always in control and shall always remain in control. You were born in a family, you came through, Allah gave you a mind of your own, you have so much, then Allah helped you to excel because of whatever reasons. That was not you. It was Allah who gave you the capacity. All you did was you used the capacity Allah gave you. That's all. And this is the plan of taqdeer. Like I said, someone wants to come here to the masjid and they do not use the capacity Allah gave them, they will never arrive at the masjid. Subhanallah. But if a person wants to come to the masjid and use the capacity that Allah has given them, most probably they will come. Now who must they relate it to? They must say, it is Allah who allowed me to get here. But Allah gave me the effort and energy in the first place. So either I look at it as direct or indirect, it is still from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is why, this is only one side of the coin, where we are looking at profit, something you've gained, and you relate it to Allah. I've got energy, I've got effort, I've got family members, I've got children, I've got so many other things, I've got a house and property, whatever I have. Remember one thing, 
Do not become haughty through that which Allah has given you. Allah gave it to you. He gave you your mind, your wit. Like sometimes people say, but it was my intellect. I worked hard. Well, who gave you the intellect in the first place? Some people by nature, they're not that bright. But sometimes those who are not bright, Allah says, to show you, we will give them more. So this is why a lot of the extremely wealthy people, sometimes they were dropouts from school. Allahu Akbar. But that's Allah's plan, to show you that you plan. Remember, we may allow your plan to succeed. We may give you more than you've actually planned for. But it is up to us, our discretion, if we want that plan to fail. All we want from you is to know we are in charge to believe we are in control and to accept the fact that whatever we have chosen was best. Now the last bit is not so easy all the time because you need belief. When Allah does something, He never does that which is not best because He is in control. He knows what we need. So sometimes, I give you an example. A person wants to, for example, marry someone and there are so many obstacles in the path that it's literally blocked and they become those who lose a bit of faith in Allah because they don't understand the issue of surrendering to the decree of Allah and believing that this is best for you. Now Allah knows what will not happen in the future if it had happened, how it would have happened. He knows that. So He knows that had you perhaps entered into that particular family, for example, or that relation, or that marriage, or that business, perhaps somewhere down the line there was going to be such a huge loss for you that we are saving you from it in advance. But because of your little small mind, you don't know how to look at things, so you are still upset with us. Allahu Akbar. May Allah grant us goodness. Imagine if a man, this is a a man, localized example, if there is a lion on the other side of this door, and we've seen two, three lions roaming around, and the child wants to go through the door, what will we all collectively do? We will all stop him, tell him, don't go through the door. And if he goes back and starts becoming upset, these uncles do not want me to go through this door. They don't want me to succeed in life. I'm angry with them. I'm upset with them. And so on. And he loses his sleep and becomes depressed. In that case, whose loss is it? We who know what's on the other side or this little child who has no clue what it is. Perhaps if ultimately he went through it, and he was devoured by the lions, then only would he realize for a few moments that these people were right. Before he can do something about it, he's gone. Allahu Akbar. So Allah's plan, sometimes He does not give you wealth. Sometimes He does not allow you to achieve something you desperately want to achieve. Because He has kept paradise waiting for you as a result of you surrendering to this whole issue of predestiny connected to your effort and the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala where His will was that which gave you the effort in the first place or the ability in the first place. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this is why both these items, it is important for us to understand that we have been bestowed with such a great favor of Iman that the belief in Allah is connected to a statement as well where we declare, وَالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى 
I bear witness, I believe firmly that good and bad fate comes from my maker, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And I surrender to it with a smile. And for this reason, a true believer is always in a happy mood. He's always a person who has an open mind. He's always positive. Even if he suffered a huge loss, sometimes he, you won't even pick up that this person has suffered a huge loss because he knows that is Allah's plan. We are taught to say, Inna lillah wa inna ilayhi raji'un. We belong to Allah. And unto, unto Him shall we all return. Amazing. So the hadith says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah explains to us through the blessed lips of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ajaban li amri al-mu'min. You know, the affairs of a believer are amazing. Why are they amazing? He's always happy. If he suffers loss, he is patient, he endures, he knows the plan of Allah, he understands Allah is in control, he understands Allah doesn't want me to achieve this and he knows, he believes deep down it's better for me not to get this. If Allah doesn't want it for me, who am I to want to fight with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And if he achieves something or he has some good news, something good happens to him, he is thankful to the degree that it does not make him haughty because he knows it's not me, it's Allah. Let me tell you why. Many reasons. One of them is, there are others who have more capacity and capability than you, my brother or sister, but they have achieved less. This is from Allah. There are people who are really extremely intelligent. Sometimes they work much harder than you and I. And sometimes they have everything at their disposal, but they do not achieve. And we have achieved. If that's the case, remember, humble yourself. The same Allah who has not allowed them to go beyond a certain point can drop you back to that point and even below. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us goodness and may He make us from those who can smile and understand this predestiny and the issue of predestiny. So there is no point in blaming predestiny and blaming Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to say, no, you know what, uh, it, it was predestined for me to be swearing and stealing and cheating. All that is something which is very, very satanic, if I should say it that way, or perhaps it is very indicative of low iman. The level of belief is very low in a person who wants to, for example, blame his bad deeds on predestiny. An example I've given in the past, I repeat. At the time of Umar ibn Khattab, they came to him, a man who had stolen, and all the judicial systems of Islam had found him guilty to the highest degree where his right hand needed to be amputated. So they brought him in front of Amir al-Mu'mineen, Umar ibn al-Khattab and he was about to have his hand cut, but he wanted to say something. What did he say? He says, I believe in predestiny. And why are you cutting my hand when it was predestined that I was going to steal? Now look at how sharp he was. He's trying to use something in his favor and to blame Allah for his crime. So Umar ibn Khattab anhu was one sharper. What did he say? He orders the Jallad, the man who is going to be executing the amputation, that please go ahead with the amputation because it was also predestined that his hand would be amputated. This is a beautiful example for us to understand from. And this is something amazing because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has really favored us. When something really bad happens or something happens not in line with your dreams, your aspirations, your something you really desperately want to achieve and you find that every time you want to achieve it, you are, you know, 
thrown back further and further away from it. You need to just say, Alhamdulillah, ala kulli hal. Smile. This is Allah, His plan. And if Allah wants this, I love Allah enough to understand that His plan is better than my plan. Subhanallah. For some reason, He's keeping you somewhere. For some reason, He's disallowing you to get what is detrimental for you in one way or another. And sometimes Allah wants to elevate your status. So by, by making you go through and endure something that would have been seeming to be so negative, yet it is part of the plan of Allah. Say you've lost a loved one. May Allah grant them all Jannah. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. If you've lost a loved one, it's important for you to realize that yes, we shed the tears, we miss the person and so on. All that is part of human nature. But we don't question Allah's decree. No, we do not question the decree of Allah. Ya Allah, this is your choice, this is your decree. I do not compete with you, I don't argue with you. I know whatever your plan was, was the best. That's what makes us believers. If we believe Allah's plan was not the best, how can we call ourselves believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? So my brothers and sisters, I hope and I pray, the few words I've said today have given a little bit of focus to the loss that we endure in life as well as the profit and the goodness we achieve always related to Allah. And understand Allah's plan will always override mine and yours. But we try our best. Ihris ala ma yanfa'uk. Work hard to achieve that which is beneficial for you. Wasta'in billah. And when doing that, seek the assistance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Bismillah. I'm trying to achieve this and so on. Wala ta'jaz. Don't give up hope quickly. Do not give up hope. وَإِنْ أَصَابَكَ شَيْءٍ لَا تَقُلْ لَوْ أَنِّي فَعَلْتُ كَانَ كَذَا وَكَذَا If something happens to you in a way that is besides the plan that you had intended, don't say, oh, if I did this, that would have happened. Had this happened, this person wouldn't have died. Maybe if this had happened and that, and maybe perhaps this and perhaps that, and if this and if that. The hadith says, don't open the door of if. فَإِنَّ لَوْ تَفْتَحُ بَابَ الشَّيْطَانِ because that if opens the door of the devil to contaminate your belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So what should you say? قُلْ قَدَّرَ اللَّهُ وَمَا شَاءَ أَوْ قَدَرُ اللَّهِ وَمَا شَاءَ This is the decree of Allah. And whatever He wants, He shall always do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. وَصَلَى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمَ وَبَارَكَ عَلَى نَبِينَا